continuing through all of the TV show discussions I want to try to touch base on before I move back into the film area. Um, I have a whole list of films I want to talk about, some recent, some older, some that are just on the list from months of not putting in entries. I still want to talk about all the films, but I also want to make time for all the TV shows I'm giving chances to as well, because they're taking up a lot more of my time than anything else, causing me to kind of, you know, continue this backlog of entries I want to do. Now, there's one particular thing I want to talk about right now, uh... Umbrella Academy Season 3, you know, I, I kind of hold this a little bit more near and dear to me because this was also the second entry of this entire podcast was about the Umbrella Academy, and it was mainly about the first two seasons because when I started doing the podcast, uh, only the first two seasons were out, and that was around the time I had actually given the series a chance and decided to start it. Now, I watched both of those seasons within uh, a very short period of time, as I'm sure a lot of people can relate, and I was just really happy that it was a thing that also had more material that I could go into and I can dive into and get more out of it. So I started reading the Umbrella Academy comics, and uh, everything I was able to find at that point in time, you know, wasn't much. They didn't have many out there. I still don't know 100%... If um, the creators, um, uh, Gerard Way and Gabrielle, I can't remember the last name. I think it's something like simple. It's like Gabrielle Ha or Gabrielle Ba or something. But um, I, I don't believe there is much in the, in the sense of what, it, what is out there for the Umbrella Academy as far as its main storyline. I think there's only four volumes that were all sort of released at the same time, maybe even three volumes. Cause I remember I read them really, really quickly and I was like, wow, that's it. I just, I really like, I really like some more and there just wasn't anything available right now uh, at that point in time. Right now, I don't know. Maybe they've done some more. Maybe he's pushed out another six piece volume. Uh, it's just interesting that for a comic to create, be create, to move into the TV area, to only have such few footsteps into the comic realm is just huge. You know, as, as far as I know, there's ba barely 15 or 20 issues, which is a very short-run comic, if it's still even in rotation. I don't believe it is. I think everything I found was between, like, 2006 and 2009, maybe. And, like, that was it. He hadn't done anything since. And it's weird because this show was originally picked up and it was first, you know, released in 2019. So you're talking almost 10 years later, these comics that he hadn't touched in years, they made a show about. Now, of course, there's a lot that the show dives away from when it comes to its original source material. Even if even if that's the case, it's still a fairly honest portrayal of just what is the main storyline, at least in the first two seasons, of what's available in the comics. They're, they're, they're relatively true to what's there, from what I recall. Now, knowing that, and knowing that we waited two years again for this season, you know, of course, all the production stuff being delayed and everything, everything we wanted was two or three years delayed, and we're finally getting more of, more of the stuff we were waiting for, Umbrella Academy being one of them, and this season also being kind of highly anticipated for a guy like me who went through everything I could 
and now it's just it's it's in that area where there's nothing to compare it to so as far as i know this is just the pure writing of the creative team behind behind it at netflix you know it's it, this is strictly just them doing their thing maybe with a little bit of the um a little bit of um kind of guidance from uh Gerald Way and Gabrielle but maybe not and if it is true that it's just them doing their thing with this story and taking it as far as they can it's they're doing a great job season 3 for l- lack of a better term is almost solid it's it's almost a really well polished next chapter of the entire story of what we are getting from the Umbrella Academy series and in the lore and in the universe it's creating. Of course, there are some things that I did not like about this season. I'm sure a lot of people agree with me. A lot of people may not. That's fine, you know, but understand where I'm coming from. It's just the idea that you're expecting maybe a little bit more. What I really loved was the idea of them messing up the past, going back to where their present time was supposed to be, and realizing, like, it became... They they messed up so much that he decided, okay, now I'm going to do a different thing instead of the Umbrella Academy. And I really like the idea of the the Umbrella Academy versus the Sparrow Academy. But we really only got that for the first episode, after that, it's all—it's all up in the air. It's all—it's all, all over the place. They're going—they're jumping around through all these different storylines and all these different character arcs. That you don't want to say that it, it, anything could lose its momentum, and it's also a matter of you know the things that you wanted to be given more attention. Like I understand the 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 story arc of Allison for this season. You're making her grieve. You're making her miss the the child she bore and how the child doesn't exist anymore and she all she wants to do is get that child back. But maybe you could have done something a little bit differently and still gotten that point across cuz truthfully I I wasn't really appreciative of a lot of the decisions she made with this newfound hatred for the world. Like, she's usually the very, I'm not even going to say level-headed, but she's definitely more along the lines of the most stable one out of all of them. So to give her this complete character twist is a little upsetting, specifically because it's it, it just pops up at all the worst times and it's just not so even if it led into whatever the ending was it's just it, it it was a little bit too much at certain points and then almost not enough at points where it almost needed to be at least that's my perspective i felt like it could have been a three episode thing they could have dropped it and moved on with it almost like how they just completely dropped how in they changed vanya to Victor and kind of incorporated uh, Elliot Page's um, coming out in the real world to make the female character now a male character. I loved how they kind of were just nonchalant about it while still addressing it and giving it that kind of, you know, that, that, that spotlight for the time, for the short time it was there for, but you could have spent a little bit more time on that and less time on all the bullshit you gave Allison. That's my perspective. I feel like the whole, the whole Vanya to Victor thing could have been way more 
monumental in the season than the anything at least 90 no not even 90 that's too much at least 70% of the Allison thing would have been better to kind of leave alone and kind of focus more on the the Elliot Page um character arc the Vanya Victor character arc and I'm going to say this right off the bat if anybody has a problem calling him Elliot Page you can go fuck yourself because there really is no problem with anything that it doesn't change his body of work. Everything he has done in the past is still tremendous. And anything he's going to do move forward is still going to be tremendous. He's a tremendous actor and you should give him that respect and respect the decisions he's trying to make and respect the fact that the show is also respecting those decisions as well by allowing his character to be betrayed in the fashion that he wants to be done. And if you have a problem calling him Elliot Page, you're just a fucking moron that's deciding that there's something you want to be upset about and you're upset about the wrong fucking things. Here I am talking upset about character story arcs and you're upset about him being a person and an actual human being. So... Really reevaluate yourselves, but I digress. Let's keep talking about Umbrella Academy. Now, putting a, putting aside um, the Allison stuff and focusing for a second on also the Victor stuff, there was a second, at that very second episode, where you really saw that Victor was starting to kind of... Before he changed the Victor, it was Vanya, and it has that meeting with the leader of the Sparrow Academy, and they're talking to each other, and she's like, I can literally embarrass you in front of all these people who love you now i thought they were gonna take that and run with it like oh shit they're gonna be way more substantial and they're gonna play such a bigger role and they're really gonna hone in on who they are how powerful they are and then she just she does the switch from vanya to then victor and then he just becomes this person this character who's goes back to just whining again like how did you make them so strong in that second episode to just totally shit on them for the rest of the season and not give them the limelight they deserve like that they had stepped up to the plate and said that yeah if nobody else is gonna put you in your place then let it be me i am the most powerful one and granted you could say that maybe he's still trying to find himself and find out what his powers actually mean and how he can control it better but he controlled it very well in that scene so are you basically saying that that one scene is just written for that one segment and maybe he was just bluffing and he really isn't that confident in himself i don't know I, I feel like that's that's poor writing on the character of victor who's a tremendous character and basically the focal point of the entire series because it's mainly them that is the cause of everything that's happening and it's just upsetting to think that that was a missed opportunity on victor's part now Every other character has all these different story arcs where Luther has a love interest in um, the Sparrow Academy and it's like a Romeo and Juliet thing. And it's like, okay, if that's what they're going to make him do, that's what they'll make him do. And then you have um, Klaus's thing where all he wants to do is find out what happened to his parents. Seems a little poorly written, but maybe that just makes sense to Klaus and trying to get him to do this whole thing it's just all this unnecessary storytelling to set up plot devices for what's going to happen in the later episodes which 
Sometimes they're good, and sometimes it's just like, you know, Klaus could have been doing so much better. You know, like, you, you ended the second season with them really being able to be a team and be powerful cre- powerful human beings who are capable of so many other things. And the only one walking around with any fucking confidence is still Five. Five is the only one exuberating confidence, even though he's stuck at a, at a point where he's just like, you know what? I don't know what else to do. The world's going to end. But that's just exactly how he's been. He's always been this sort of half-driven, half-not-caring-about-shit character, and he's the only one that stays true to that. Everybody else is kind of like, they're keeping them true to who they were in the first season, but it doesn't allow for growth. All of Five's growth has come from us learning what his past was like since he's been gone, and how he's stuck in this body of a 14-year-old boy, and still being a 14-year-old boy, and having better brains, better management of the team than any of the other characters. So, Five being true to his character is essentially still growth because he's just watching everybody else and trying to manage everybody else and be a better leader, essentially, than Luther, even though Luther is technically number one. And Luther's whole love interest, don't get me wrong, it was fun, it was nice to see something like that, The because it's almost like you expect it, when there's two teams that are fighting against each other, it's 99% certain that one of them is going to find a love interest in the other one, it's a very basic storytelling uh, idea that you could utilize, you could have left it alone, but you decided to really run with it, and it's okay, it makes perfect sense, what is it going to mean in leading into season 4? I don't know, I don't even know if there is going to be a season 4, I haven't heard anything about what the possibilities are, for season four the other seasons were all renewed like right there off the bat so from what i'm from what i'm hearing it's already been out for a while i believe it premiered back in june end of june i mean let's let's do a quick search why don't we i got a computer right in front of me the umbrella academy season four Everything we know. Has umbrella academy been renewed for season four unfortunately fans buzzing with theories of how the show may reinvent itself again let's see interview with people opens in a new tab diego Cansonada said that he's also excited to explore some new dynamics in season four including the umbrellas losing their powers i mean of course again this has already been out for a while i don't mind spoiling it how does it end they sort of win but then they all sort of lose their powers which is like you know you appreciate that but then you also got to sit there and think you know five lost his powers but he was still 14 years old is that because he's stuck at that age or does the the power is not really connect to him being stuck at that age? And then why isn't he grown up and what his actual age is? I don't know. But I still don't see anything in this article telling us 100% if a season four has been greenlit or not. So we haven't picked, we haven't been picked up. I have my fingers crossed. Here we go. Steve Blackman, who is one of the uh, presenters or creators uh, one of the creative team members, but I know what season four is in my head. I've already sort of worked out the beginning, middle, and end of it. When I started this thing, I sort of knew four seasons of the show. I have nothing past that in my brain, but I've sort of kept it, I kept to a trajectory. So I have a really good sense of what season four would be, and it should be just as bonkers as the other seasons. What a challenge these superheroes, this family has being powerless. Interesting. So he wants there to be one. Nobody has said if there is going to be one or not, but we can be hopeful and, you know, hopefully they're able to write themselves out of the corner they wrote into. And I I do hope that they do end it there because this is one of those shows, one of those storylines that 
would be a little bit better if you kind of left it where it was and didn't try to beat it with a dead horse and wring out every bit of dollar you can out of it because you're just going to lead it down this hole that just makes it almost unwatchable at one point. You know, I don't see Umbrella Academy being any, anything like a 10-season show. Four good seasons, I'll take over anything else. So hopefully we get the fourth, and hopefully it's a little bit better than... Um, what this third season kind of gave us, if they're using the third season as kind of a filler, even though half of it is not filler. Half of it is definitely not. Half of it is tremendous storytelling. You know, everything that has to do with Harlan coming back and being powerful how he was, everything that had to do with just the paradox thing and all, the the world being sucked into this mini black hole lightning bolt thing, all of that was fantastic. It all made sense. It all kept the time-traveling story stuff together and very well-rounded by the end of it all. But, you know, how do you push it to make it 10 episodes at a time? Maybe you got to fill it with some stuff that's a little unnecessary. Maybe. But, again, this is just my opinion, and there's probably a lot of people out there that could agree with me, a lot of people that think it's worse, and a lot of people that probably think it's a lot better than I'm giving it credit for, and I'm not saying that it's not still worth every bit as a whole. Like... All three seasons so far are fantastic and worth sitting through altogether, but we're going into this area where, again, it's part of a, it's now in a creative team's hand and not necessarily have a lot of source material to work off of, and that's what kind of makes the first two seasons stand out from this third season. It's when you have the source material. A good example is what a lot of people don't know is the first Jurassic Park trilogy: Jurassic Park, The Lost World, Jurassic Park, and Jurassic Park Three. Only the first two, if I remember correctly, only the first two are actual novels written by um, Michael Crichton. The third one is a complete just movie script. And if you watch and pay attention to that movie, there's no real storytelling. It's just a pure 90-minute chase scene. That's all it is. It's just people being chased by dinosaurs for 90 minutes. There's no compelling story whatsoever, and that's why it bombed harder than anything in the series so far. Harder than anything in, in Jurassic World thus far, even though a lot of people hated Fallen Kingdom, I still say 3 is the worst of the whole series. Because 3 has no source material, and it has no good writing. All it is is them cashing in on Jurassic Park and saying, oh... They'll just come and watch it because they're Jurassic Park. Let's just make it where they're being chased by dinosaurs on the island. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And that's why this is kind of in the same ballpark. Because the first two are solid storytelling uh, TV shows. They're, they're two great seasons back to back. And this third one misses the mark a little bit because it has no source material. So it's just them writing as best as they can. And we all know that when there is no source material, <coughs> season into Game of Thrones... It can be a disaster. Was this a disaster? It's definitely not season 8 of Game of Thrones, but it definitely ate season 1 and 2 of the Umbrella Academy, I can tell you that.